Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to 1865 Nottingham Forest Podcast. Hello there and welcome to an 1865 Podcast Extra. We're looking forward to a certain big match that's happening this weekend. My name is Rich Ferraro and in a few minutes I'll be speaking to the Anfield Rap to get a perspective from Liverpool fans on the match. But first I'm joined by Tom. So uh, Tom, how are you doing after last night's match against QPR? Have you dried out yet? Um, yeah, just about, and I'm really good, thank you. Excellent stuff. Now, before we get going uh, with today's match preview, um, just a quick word, a bit of a public service announcement from you. Yeah, so um, this week, the Nottingham Forest Supporters Trust are travelling up to Anfield to lay a reef at the Hillsborough Memorial at Anfield, and I really think it's a brilliant gesture, and because obviously, um, 33 uh, years on, uh, there's still a lot of Forest fans who were there on that horrible day and still... Um, suffering from the emotional scars uh, from it. So I think it's really good uh, gesture from everybody connected um, to do that. Mm, yeah. And um, you did share with me, uh, before, you know, a few days ago that actually your parents were amongst the Forest fans who were there on the day. And obviously it's something that people still, like you say, people still bear a lot of emotional scars, even um, no matter where they were in the ground. And I think that's something that... Um, We've seen a lot of people talk about how, actually, in some ways, Forest fans have been forgotten in that. So it's good to show a bit of solidarity. Now, you were only a year old when we played Liverpool in the Cup last, which was the replay of the Hillsborough match. And it's been 23 years since we last played Liverpool in any competition. Um, Given that we did have a historical rivalry, but then it's been 23 years since we've played each other, what are your feelings towards Liverpool? Um, I just think, obviously, they're head and shoulders above us as a football club um, because of what's happened over the years. But I think on Sunday, it's going to be a really special occasion because obviously those rivalries, what were made in the uh, the late 70s and obviously throughout the 80s with uh, Cluffy's um, team, I just think it's really going to be a special occasion for both uh, clubs. Um, so, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, and uh, we were saying as well, um, before we started recording, it's strange that even though it's been 23 years, so um, Adam of this podcast, he was barely born, I think, last time Forrest played Liverpool. Um, and yet, rivalries get passed down generation to generation. So I think there's loads of Liverpool fans who've never seen Forrest play, who will still be singing songs about Forrest and, and vice versa. And another thing, I know we haven't played them for 23 years, but I've got a really good record against Liverpool at the City Ground, albeit that we haven't played them for 23 years. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I so, think... 
Well, I'll come on to that because obviously Forest are in good form. They've got momentum. We are currently in the midst of a really strong home run, eight wins out of nine. Um, Does that momentum, is that important for this match or is this just a one-off game? Um, A bit of both, really. Momentum's key because Forest will go into the game with no fear. Uh, I don't... Looking back at the previous cup games like Arsenal and Leicester, they haven't enjoyed playing at the City Ground and hopefully the same will happen on um, Sunday when the City Ground is buzzing and a couple of uh, Liverpool players might think, oh, I don't really fancy this. So, uh, yeah, with the momentum, and I know it's a one-off game, anything can happen, but Forrest got that momentum and they've got that confidence and swagger, uh, let's say. And, um, yeah, it'd be a cracking game. Yeah, let's talk swagger because, uh, listeners, you may have heard uh, Tom and Stephen's report on the QPR match. But uh, one of the things that I was commenting uh, with 1865 Dad after the match was that QPR, they are above us in the table um, when the match started. And yet you just saw an absolute golfing class in terms of actual footballing ability. And I think that's down to confidence. QPR were trying to do the niggly thing of like, well... We're gonna we're gonna put men behind the ball. We're gonna be niggly and we're gonna pull shirts and do fouls and and stuff like that and and waste time. And Forrest just just kept playing their game. They kept playing with swagger and confidence and footballing ability. And in that sense, actually, they reminded me of Liverpool since Klopp's took over, where he doesn't resort to nastiness. He just gets the team to do what they do really well as often as possible, doesn't he? Yeah, and it was just. Once that, um, I think Jed Spence's 30 yard top uh, corner goal, I think that just set us on our way. And um, we all know that Forest can play and just stuck to the high standards what Steve Cooper's instilled in him since he's come through the door. And we just wiped the floor with QPR last night. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's not just three points, but it's, psychologically, it's a massive three points in terms of where they are in the league. And we've got that momentum. Um, so, um, yeah, it was a brilliant game last night. Yeah, and um, and as you said, I think that, that idea about psychologically, like if we'd lost the match, and, and for a little while I was a bit concerned that we weren't going to get anything out of the game. Um, and if we'd lost the match, then the mood, I think, would have been very different. And And, of course, yes, Sunday is a free hit. But on the other hand, it feels so much better going into it with an important win under our belts where actually for the most part, we really, really outplayed a, a team who were above us in the league. So I think that that could be very, very important. Okay, thank you, Tom. Now we're going to move away from uh, from what you're saying and we're going to say hello to Neil from the Anfield Rap podcast uh, to have a little view from the opposition, I suppose. Hi there, Neil. How are you doing? Very well indeed, Rich. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay, thank you. So um, I've just been discussing with uh, with Tom about, I suppose, thinking about the historical rivalry from a Forest perspective. It obviously has been 23 years since uh, Forest and Liverpool have played each other. And uh, I was just saying as well, as one of the guys who was on our podcast, Adam, who was barely even born the last time Forest and Liverpool ah. played each other. But generations get, you know, generations of fans who've never seen the two teams play each other still have a little bit of niggle there, don't they? I think it's present, yeah, because I think it was there historically and it was there at a really key period in both clubs' history. So things get remembered and they get passed down in chants and in folk songs, you know what I mean, in the most basic and and, and almost historic way of, of the way in which things have been passed down for millennia. 
to be honest with you. So no, I think it is, you know, it's a significant game. I, I know a fair few Liverpool supporters who are very, very eager, much more so than they would be for a for a sixth round game against the championship side under normal circumstances. Firstly, very, very eager for tickets uh, for this one, despite the fact that you get an increased allocation in the FA Cup. And on top of that as well, really, really eager to see Liverpool to see Liverpool prevail because it is it is a fixture that does have uh, the history that it does. Okay, well, you've took the words right out of my mouth because um, Baz on our podcast, he was saying, well, my brother-in-law's a Liverpool fan. He's trying to make out that, that they're not bothered. And it's just, and I'm just thinking <clears throat> that can't be true just because of the history there. No, some people are bothered and some people aren't and some people know about it and some people don't. But I, I will say again, you know, I'm, I'm in all sorts of Liverpool-based WhatsApp groups and it is exceptionally difficult to get tickets for this. Uh, yeah. I would say, you know, as, as difficult as I've seen it for any game this season, uh, I think, you know, obviously there's there's a couple of uh, sort of facets to that, you know, the, obviously the, the the size of the ground. But I'll say it again, you get an increased allocation in the FA Cup. So, you know, Liverpool supporters are uh, en masse sort of eager for this one. And, and if anyone knows of any spares, uh, by all means, give us a sh- in the Liverpool end, by all means, give us a shout because there's a lot, I know a lot of people who are asking who are eager to get there. Well, you know, it's it's been the same for Forest supporters as well, because we've been getting 27, 28,000, which is near enough capacity yeah. um, for, for most of our matches uh, in, in the last few months. And of course, the re, the larger away allocation means there's less fewer home tickets. And uh, yeah. so it's, yeah, there, there is there is that scramble and it's caused a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, wailing and gnashing of teeth and amongst the Forest support. Um Let's just cut to the chase, okay? I think as far as most Forest fans are concerned, this is a free hit. It's a great opportunity to test ourselves against one of the top teams in the country. Um, The league is the bread and butter for most Forest supporters. Presumably, the FA Cup is fairly low down on on Liverpool's list of priorities. It is, and I expect a team selection that doesn't so much reflect that because I think Liverpool have got the taste for silverware at the moment. They won the Carabao Cup uh, recently. But in winning the Carabao Cup, it was a real team squad effort. You know, I think uh, up to in the end, I think 33 different players got on the pitch throughout our Carabao Cup run. And it wouldn't surprise me to see, you know, Jürgen choose to make a few uh, selections that he would not make for, for instance, the Arsenal game around this one. There's footballers who, for instance, like uh, Takumi Minamino, who are worthy of time on the pitch. From a Liverpool point of view, but at the minute that's difficult to get in the league. Uh, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain falls into that category to an extent. Harvey Elliott has started falling into that category a little bit. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see Jurgen sort of make six or seven changes and maybe even more. Be pleased about the idea he can put some options on the bench and use them accordingly and, and because of the five sub rule. So I'm not expecting, you know, I'm not expecting Liverpool to, for instance, start with Alison Becker to start with Fabinho. Wouldn't surprise me if Henderson maybe starts. It wouldn't surprise me if Fabinho and Henderson do 45 minutes each uh, over the course of the game. Uh, but it would surprise me if, for instance, Andy Robertson started uh, in this one. Uh, could be proven wrong. But, you know, so I think I expect the managers to sort of make six or seven changes, maybe eight or nine. Uh, and it is, you know, of the three competitions Liverpool could still win. It is obviously the third and most significant. But ultimately, it's still the FA Cup. These, a lot of these players, have, I think almost all of them, in fact, have never won an FA Cup. They'll want one and they'll feel as though they can get one this season uh, by virtue of using the squad. Mm, yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. So uh, obviously you have got uh, a, a strong squad. Um, would you say that including some of those players you've mentioned, would you say that would weaken the team or would you say that's still what you and Jurgen Klopp would expect to be strong enough to beat a championship, albeit a high-flying championship team? I think that was... 
ultimately the city ground and forest will have to be respected massively uh, because you said before about being a free hit. It's an international break just around the corner as well. Uh, so everyone gets to take a breath and take a pause afterwards. So it's, you know, if, you, if you're Steve Cooper, one of the things you're saying to your lads is you give this everything you've got here for 90 minutes and 120 if you need to. Um, I think that Liverpool have that sort of level of respect for every single opponent at the moment. I think it's part of what's underpinned this good run. I think on top of that as well, there's there's a humility around this Liverpool side, whoever it is he picks. You know, there's an expectation you're going to have to work for it over and over again. And, and we see that all the time with this team. So, you know, I think that Liverpool should be able to pick a side that you would expect to prevail uh, against a, a high-flying championship side. You know, I do notice in there when I've been having a little look, you've got, the I think, the third best goal difference in the division. And I always feel, certainly where the championship's concerned, that's a bit of a marker. Uh, and it's, it's by some distance the third best as well. I think that a lot of other sides are, are quite scrappy around there. I, you know, I'm I'm expecting it to be a really hard game. I'm expecting Liverpool to prevail. Don't get me wrong, but I'm expecting it to be a really, really hard game. Uh, and I'm expecting, as I say, that the, the players who do come in to know once that game's finished that they've really been in one. Uh, and I think it will be. I, I think it'll be an excellent contest. To be honest with you, uh, and I think that Forest can. You know, I think Forest can make it exceptionally difficult for Liverpool. And they should have that belief given the results that they've got earlier in the season and earlier in this cup run. Mm, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I, uh, going back to the whole issue about squad, one of the things that Jurgen Klopp has managed and Steve Cooper has managed is this ability to keep players who are on the fringes. When they come in, they really mm. put the effort in. They, they're not happy to be on the, out, on, 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 on the fringes, but what they do is, and, and Cooper was talking about this with his subs against QPR um, uh, last night, saying that they're not happy to be left out, but what it means is that they respond really well and they, they, they up their game, I suppose. So the other thing that I'd say is maybe a parallel between uh, Klopp's Liverpool and Cooper's Forest, albeit at different levels, is that both are very much proponents of having a game plan and trying to play the right way. So against QPR, they were niggling, they were fouling, and Forrest didn't resort to that. They kept playing the game the way they wanted, and it took a while, but they prevailed in the end. So... Are you hoping for a, a fabulous example of the beautiful game, Neil? I'm not expecting a fabulous example of the beautiful game because I think that Steve Cooper's a very pragmatic coach. At the minute, he's got Forrest playing football. But I think there'll be, you know, there's nothing to stop, nor should there be a hasten to add the idea of Forrest maybe being a little bit more reserved against Liverpool and maybe being a little bit more in favour of breaking the game up, slowing it down when they need to. Cooper's a very, very shrewd operator. Uh, and again, in the same way I said before about respecting Forrest, respecting the city ground, Cooper himself is worthy of respect as are many of the Forrest players. So I think it'll be a... I'm expecting it to be... If if it goes the way Steve Cooper wants it to go, if it goes on Steve Cooper's terms, then I'm expecting it to be a really tight, a scrappy contest uh, for periods. And then and then Forrest will hope to have have blasts of being able to move the ball around quickly and see, and see if Liverpool can cope with it. Um, I'm... I'm expecting, though, for it to feel like a blood and thunder cup tie. And for me, you know, there's lots of different examples of the beautiful game. I think, you know, the back of our minds, we always feel as though it's got to be free-flowing football. It's got to be stuff that takes the breath away. There's lots of ways to take your breath away. And I think we're going to see a few of them at the city ground on Sunday. I think it's going to be, a, it's you know, the weather's going to play a part, I suspect. The, the fact that it's kicking off at the time, it's kicking off, it's going to play a part. It's like a night game, but it's not quite a night game. It'll move. Uh, you know, the sun will go down as the game wears on and the, the floodlights will be on all the way through. I think it'll be one which will will look like a cup game. Uh, I really do. I don't expect to see more than more than two goals in it in Liverpool's favour. Maybe even Liverpool just nick it by one in the end, and uh, everyone just sort of gets out the other side of it. Obviously, hoping to be able to crack on in Forest's case with the idea of chasing down automatic promotion and Liverpool looking to uh, win the league and Champions League 
uh, and ideally move forward into the, the semi-finals of the cup. But I'm not expecting anything easy. I'm not expecting anything easy on the eye, but I'm expecting something that really sets pulses racing. Okay. Well, thank you very much. We'll, we'll see how the match turns out. Um, thank you very much to Neil from the Anfield Wrap. Uh, may the best team win. I'd love to come back to you, Tom. Welcome back. Um, thinking about team selection, we were discussing again before we started recording that the international break will probably come at a good time for us with Graben, Cook and Lowe being out injured at the moment. We're awaiting news of Scott McKenna as to whether he'll be able to play this weekend or not. But do you think Cooper will... will deliberately make changes or do you think he will continue to play with his strongest possible team um continue uh, he will continue to play with his strongest team because uh, obviously momentum comes into that and he could have easily done it in the like the third round against Arsenal and he didn't he had a strong side there and he's done it all the way through the cup and games and Steve Cooper will be going into this game on Sunday wanting to win we know it's a mammoth task under no illusions that Liverpool are um, the better side in terms of quality and everything, but Steve Cooper will get the players ready to win this football match. So uh, I think he will um, pick the strongest team um, possible because he obviously he's got the grace of um, a two-week international break. Mm, okay, and um, I mean, as I was saying, I think I have high hopes that this is really going to be a representation of the beautiful game. Two teams who like to play football in a in a really modern, slick. Uh, flowing manner um, I think we can assume that Liverpool will have the lion's share of possession but of course we've seen Forrest being at the scintillating best quite often on the counter-attack using the pace of Spence and Johnson and and now we, we can add Surridge Lolly made a good contribution against QPR so I think there's a lot of hope there that it'll be a great game for the neutral and in fact I would also add in there that Forrest's last few games in the league have been fabulous adverts for the championship as a footballing spectacle. So um, high hopes there. So thank you very much to Tom for joining us. And also thank you to the Anfield Rap podcast. Uh, if you're going to the match, then please do enjoy it and do us proud. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with a match report. And in the meantime, thank you very much for listening to the 1865 Nottingham Forest podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.